0: Let's go! Dermot and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But I guess what was on our minds here on the show was the continuing saga. Let me bring you up to speed if you're late to this party. (laughs) God help you if you're trying to keep up with this story. But basically, Dave committed to going off with his mates to see Metallica in Germany. And it was an interesting setup in terms of concerts because Metallica were playing on Friday night. Then they were taking a break for a night and then they were playing another gig on the Sunday night. And one ticket got you seats at both concerts and there were different songs across each one. So it was like a giant concert spit over two nights. Unfortunately, then, Dave realised that the team that he coaches, um, the final of the cup that they managed to get themselves into, the Hackett Cup, um, Dave's son, Sam, plays on the team, the under-11s. The final was scheduled for Saturday, so it would mean that he would have to try and get back and there was all kinds of permutations and calculations to try and get a flight that would get him back. And then he realised that if he flew from Hamburg to Munich and then flew from Munich to Dublin, he just might make uh, the match. And then I would have to pick him up at the airport, which he was very worried about as well. So nobody was sure if he was actually, if he'd just bitten off more than he could chew and that he was going to end up stranded somewhere, disappointing his child and missing out on concerts. Anyway, he's on the line right now. So, Dave, everybody wants to know, did you get back? Did you make the match and did they win?
1: Oh, okay. Join me on this journey, if you will, right? (laughs) So I go see Metallica on Friday night in Hamburg. I go to bed about half twelve. My alarm goes off at three o'clock. I get in a taxi with a man called Baba Aliyu, which is one of the best names of anyone I've ever met. He was so nice. He dropped me to the airport. I was so early in the airport that security wasn't even open yet. It was ridiculous. But anyway, the reason I was there was because I had to fly from Hamburg to Munich and then make a connecting flight from Munich to Dublin. It was the only way I was going to possibly get home on time. And for God's sake, I was relying on Dermot Whelan to drive me from the airport. So risks <laughs> were being taken on a number of levels. Anyway, I spoke to the lady at the um, desk, the, 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 the um, gate, and I explained my situation. And she checked on her computer, she checked on her iPad. And in a very German way, she said, Sir, you will definitely make your flight because the airplanes... On the first flight, they sleep in the airport, and the pilots sleep in the airport. So they're all ready to go. There will be no delays here. And I was like, yes, thank <laughs> you very much, Daniela. So then, got on the plane, and I'm like, this is cool. It's going to be an hour and ten minutes to fly to Munich. I've got loads of time, like 40 minutes to change over in Munich and get on the Irish flight. And then we sat in the plane, and the uh, lead steward went, Meine Damen und Herren, something, something, something in German. And everyone on the plane went, And I was
0: like What did you say please What did you say
1: So then uh, she thankfully repeated it in English uh, The bad news was she said One of our passengers has decided to Check in their luggage on the plane But then not show up at the gate So now we have to open the hold Find the luggage Scan the luggage Make sure everything is safe Then we will close the hold And we will take off However we have lost our takeoff slot I was just like oh Jesus so 25 minutes we sat there that meant that I now had 15 minutes when I landed in in Munich to make this connection and they recommend 40 minutes so this was not going well we landed and then she said another sentence in German to which everybody also groaned at this point people were translating for me because they were very sent. and they said (laughs) the guy beside me said we're going to end up away from the terminal on buses and I was like oh not on buses buses is bad but then she came on and she said it's okay we are going to take you directly from the plane to your connecting flights you won't even go to the terminal so are you on going flying to Bordeaux we have a bus are you flying to TVAT we have a bus are you flying to Amsterdam we have a bus and then she stopped talking and I went put my hand up and said and she was like yeah what about Dublin no, we have no bus for Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yes, we remember all the money we lent you. You never paid us back, you Irish piglets. <laughs> if you have 13 billion in your pocket, then perhaps we can
1: talk about <laughs> the bus. Yeah.
0: So no bus anyway, for then, you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got on the normal bendy bus that, that drives around. And you know the way to Dublin, like you drive, it might be what? I don't know, three or four minutes max to get from the airplane to the, the terminal. This bus... I'm not exaggerating, drove for 15 minutes around the edge of the terminal or the edge of the airport. At one point, it left the airport and went on to normal roads. Like, OK, they must have commandeered the roads for some roadworks they were doing inside or something. But we were actually on a motorway at one point. I was going, lads, this cannot be happening. So <laughs> if, if someone had actually asked me how I was at that point, I think I would have burst out crying because I was so emotionally invested in getting back for this final plus you that had like an
0: hour and a half sleep oh, so like anyone the, would be yeah. an emotional wreck at that point <laughs> yes
1: yeah, so then i i kept checking the the the, the, the air um, what you call it the gate and the gate number had moved or whatever and then it said gate was closing at 10 past 8 uh, i was still on the bus at 809 then i ch- had a brainwave and i just checked flight radar that's flight radar 24 app And it said that my flight, instead of an 8.25 flight, its projected departure was 8.38. So I was like in my brain going, that's 13 minutes. So I stepped my first foot into the terminal in Munich at 11 minutes past 8, with the gate supposed to be closed at 10 past 8. And Dermot Whelan and everyone listening, for the first time in my adult life, I ran. (laughs) And I don't mean like I jogged a bit and walked a bit. I full on sprinted to the point where my fitness tracker, my whoop, Came up and registered my BPM at
0: 172
1: as I got to the level that my gate was on. Are there any and just,
0: is there any security camera footage of this? Because frankly, I I'll need to see this to believe it.
1: Well, <laughs> thankfully, no. The Germans have deleted it all because it's so shocking. But um, I was about like 300 meters. You know, you know those big long bits of an airport where you can see gate after gate after mm. gate after gate, right? I get up there arm, I'm looking for H38 and I see H30 and I'm like, oh, I've just got eight, eight K's to go. I can just kind of hear something weird down the end of the corridor and it's like, David Moore? David Moore we are closing the gate to Dublin David Moore and I'm like I'm so out of breath I can't even shout back to her I'm like <laughs> 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 so I just start waving like frantically while I'm sprinting waving and eventually she waves back at me and I'm like yeah I'm here I'm here so I get up and then this, she's there and she just waves me through and this lovely fella uh, takes my passport off and he looks at it goes hello Mr Moore how was your day and I'll be honest with you I said a swear word and I said it's Evan terrible and I'm really sorry <laughs> I was so freaked out at that point then we got I got on the plane and I did that I did that thing where I don't know if you ever if you ever seen anyone else do this where you walk on the plane everyone looks at you and the woman closed the door and hit me in the arse like literally they were obviously saying we are waiting for one passenger we are waiting for one late passenger and oh my god I got on the plane I sat on the plane we took off, we landed, I rang Dermot Whelan. Dermot Whelan. said, I'm just getting you a cup of tea and a sandwich. <laughs> I don't want a cup of tea and a sandwich! <laughs> Drive me to the football! But in fairness, he was there exactly on time. He drove me to the AUL, Dermot Whelan, I cannot thank you enough because the taxi queue was actually so massive. There's no way I would have made it. But Dermot Whelan, you got me to the AUL with 11 minutes to go. I I was as 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 shocked
0: as you were because I was convinced I had left my house late that you'd be standing outside (laughs) and you'd never forgive me. Um, And look, you got to tell people it was Port Marnock AFC under 11s versus Broadford FC under 11s in the final of the Hockey Cup. You made it home. Sam, your kid, is the captain of the team. What was the score? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well one one correction there he's not the captain oh. no, that's Rian Branigan he'd have your head if you said Sam was the captain I'm oh, anyway, sorry Rian I don't want at least Rian on you but here's the thing yes the game began and within 40 seconds Bradford Rovers had scored directly from a corner the guy kicked the ball into the goal oh from the corner oh my god and we were all like okay lads take a deep breath come on we've come back before everyone calm down so the lads start playing start playing really well Broadford Rovers break halfway through the first half and they score a second goal, and then it's like, "Okay, lads, we can come back from two goals. It's okay. But keep your chins up." And we get them in a half time, and we say things which I won't repeat on the radio. Normally, I ever tell their parents what we said to them, <laughs> but there were some, there were some choice <laughs> were some words <laughs> spoken. <laughs> yes, to motivate them, but also to tell them they're doing they're doing fine, but they need to do better. And all this happened, and we went out in the second half full of belief that if we got one goal, we'd we'll be back in it. And then, ten minutes into the second half, Broadford Rovers scored a third goal and it was 3-0 to Broadford Rovers and I'll be honest with you two or three of the boys were now playing and crying at the same time so I pulled I pulled those boys off subbed them off whatever and had a chat with them and I simply said this I said look at full time you can cry for the rest of your life but please for the next 15 minutes don't cry just please try and play do what you've done all season and you will win this game and they're looking at me going yeah right coach anyway next thing Goal goes in It's 3-1 Next thing A corner comes in Sam takes it Rian Branigan heads it It's 3-2 There's momentum We're all starting to get very excited Then my young fella Sam Takes the ball down Turns the defender Half volleys into the bottom It's 3 all, And the ref blows for full time Then we go to extra time Five minutes each way All of a sudden one of their players Handles the ball It's a penno Sam steps up Slots it in the right Bottom corner It's four-three To Portmarnock. Oh my god One of my coaches Is actually on his knees In the centre circle I'm like trying to get him Out of the pitch Going get off the pitch You're an embarrassment <laughs> We get back Over to the line There's like a few minutes ago. We played this really Defensive shape So we can keep the lead The ball goes up to Sam Oh my god Sam Just take it into the corner He takes it into the corner But then he skills the defender Goes in Gets his hat trick The ref blows it up Portmarnock Marnick won 5-3 He's yeah! <laughs>
0: Oh my god. The nation can rest once again. Unbelievable. (laughs) Hacking Cup winners, Port (laughs) Marnock AFC.
1: Oh, and listen, a big shout out to Broadford Rovers, who are an absolutely phenomenal team. And honestly, the lads Ray and he's one of the coaches and Dylan one of the goalkeeper. He's the goalkeeper. They were just literally some of the best people we've ever played against. And they were so generous in defeat. And we got our cup and we got a presentation. We all had medals. We went back to the leisure centre in Port Marnock and there was drinks and pizzas and chats and I haven't seen Sam since because he went off on a play date and a sleepover I don't even know what he's doing with his life anymore but anyway You you went off on your own play date and
0: had your own sleepover because you got back on the plane, (laughs) flew back to Germany, caught night two of Metallica and now you're on your way home uh, and as, yeah. as one texter said last week, Dave, you're an inspiration to fathers and metal fans all over the country. <laughs> I can, I'm
1: proof you can do both.
0: You can do both. <laughs> you know, I used to slag you for not getting out of your comfort zone, but man, you managed to pack a life's <laughs> worth of discomfort. Into one weekend Fair play to you <laughs> Yeah
1: Five flights Two gigs And the Hacker Cup final winch What else would you be doing At the weekend Incredible. Oh yeah Next weekend Just to add to the absolute Stress of my life Next weekend I'm going to Wembley To watch Man United Get absolutely battered By City In the Cup final Yeah. No way Should
0: have got beaten Yesterday You're laughing You're grand <laughs> uh, Anyway Safe travels Well
1: done Oh, Thank you, my friends. I will see you at some stage this week. I don't even know when I'm coming to work yet to be honest with you because I'm supposed full of adrenaline. But hey, bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Up at Marnock. See you, Dave. (laughs) Thanks, lads. Bye. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9 a.m.